Welcome to End of the Bench with your host, Tony Bowie. Tony is ready to talk with you about sports as a former NFL star player, but he's also ready to talk business, politics, and life. Miracles happen at the end of the bench. Now, here's your host, Tony Bowie. Welcome back to another episode of End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. I'm your host, Grab your water bottle and your wet towel and scoot on down to the end of the bench because this is where all the discussion happens. Today's episode is with a really good friend of mine and former teammate, Brandon Sanders. Now, Brandon and I played at the University of Arizona uh, in the and started the Desert Swarm. So you talk about the Desert Swarm. Brandon and I and some other great U of A uh, teammates of ours were the beginning, the epicenter of, of it all. And I'm happy to have him on the show today. Now, Brandon has uh, four awesome kids. He is from San Diego, California. Went to the famous Helix High. We have a few other famous U of A DBs that went there as well. Um, He was at the University of Arizona from 91 to 95. He played the National Football League with the Giants. He played with the Vegas Outlaws in the XFL. He also played in NFL Europe and is a former athletic director and high school football coach at uh, Pueblo High School and some other places. So I, I want to welcome a good friend, Brandon Sanders, to the show. Welcome, Brandon. Man, that was a great intro. It makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank the, you, the, man. Appreciate it. You, Happy to be here, man. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So I, I want to bring you on and, and, and talk about, uh, you know, one, how you got to the U of A because we'll have a lot of U of A fans uh, and ASU uh, haters that Uh-oh. that are, that will listen to the show. <laughs> you know, I had Juan Roque on uh, a, a couple weeks ago. We had a good time. Juan, uh, nice. a big ASU uh, legend himself. But yeah. um, so you came from Helix High. the The question I think many people ask is, what was the the track on getting to the U of A from from Helix High? I mean, who recruited you, and and what made you decide U of A was a place to go? You know, that's interesting, man. The first person that ever recruited me from U of A in, in, was, was Chuck Cecil. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, it was, was Jeff Hammersmith, too. was Jeff Hammersmith. Jeff came back. Uh, he was still here at U of A playing my junior, sophomore, junior year and saw me in spring football. And uh, he just came to me and said, hey, you're going to be the next safety at Arizona. And I was, I didn't know Arizona what, you know what I mean, <laughs> as far as anything. I didn't even think about being recruited. And Jeff uh, came back and, and started talking to Coach Akina and, and, and uh, you know, kind of the process started rolling. And then my coach, um, Coach Jim Arnide, um, him and Coach Tomey and, and, and the rest of the U of A staff had a really close, close-knit bond. And, and they kind of, you know, directed me this way. It was kind of almost a foregone conclusion. When you got to the U of A, what – and I, I find this interesting. At what point did you say to yourself, I can play with anybody here? Was it day one? Was it oh, no. the first hit? No. Was it <laughs> no. when, what, 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 what turned the corner for you? Um, you know, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit. So day one, uh, was probably not day one, probably day, I think it was six or so. And you'll remember this very well. Um, some guys missed a uh, bed check 
and we all had to walk out um, <laughs> to, from the hotel down down to the mall, U of A mall, basically in underwear. And Coach had us doing up downs. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. I remember it. So, I remember it. <laughs> so that was that was that was a uh, okay. Maybe I'm not making too good of a choice. And then we got the uh, Coach Chief, and I think a, a monsoon hit, and we had to go into the uh, we had to go into the um, the, the gym. And uh, the lights went out in the gym. We were practicing under emergency lights. And I was like, oh, I think I might have made a mistake. I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, and then, and then, you know what? Once we started, um, once we got back and we started practicing and watching you and, and Daryl Morrison and Keyshawn Johnson, and, you know, uh, Richard Holt and all those guys. And if you remember, Coach Kena had me, you know, I traveled. I was, you know, we were, we were, I was traveling even though I redshirted. I was lucky enough not to play that year. And, 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 and practicing and being with you guys and still, you know, going through the process of playing but not playing, um, you know, I got that hunger and then realized, hey, you know what? I, I can, I can contribute to, to helping our team win. And that's really what, what did it. It wasn't a, a single game. It was just, that year of getting a chance to grow and, and grow with you guys, you know, not, not, not being in the hotel, not being in my dorm room while you guys were out playing games, but being in the hotels, doing all the tests and doing all those things that, that prepared me for uh, playing. Yeah. I think it's, it's lost in today's uh, college scene where, you know, it's, a, it's give it to me now and everybody wants to play from day one, but there's, there's something to be said for redshirting a year, getting your your body to a a higher level of of physical phys- physicality, so you can compete with the guys that are in the college level because it's different than high school. We all know that. And, oh no, definitely. You know, you know. So I I think the year of redshirting is is beneficial for most football players going into college. Well, I think if you have a hunger, see, I mean, look, everybody when I, when I left when I left San Diego, it's like I'm gonna come and I'm gonna play and I'm gonna be ready and you know, and then you get out there uh, or you you know you get you get to to truly practice with everybody and then you realize like, look, man, you don't know what kind of drills the DBs are doing or or what kind of drills everybody you know. Think about yourself your freshman year. I had to learn how to do the one step plant change. You know, I had to learn how to you know, uh, uh, do a lot of different take the catch technique, which mm-hmm. people might not know, but there, there's different techniques and nuances that, that help you become a better player. Yeah. You might, you might athletically be good, but if once you get those, those little details and you become just, you, you become a more well-rounded player yeah. and, and you might not be able to in, in, in truly, I mean, some guys can do it. Uh, you know, I play with a couple of guys that, that, you know, that, that played as freshmen, um and and even even guys after you had left came in and and played in the secondary as freshmen but but they had a lot of growing pains it's it's, you know not not everybody's able to do it Uh, I wasn't able to do it that doesn't mean you're not good that just means hey you might need a little bit more time And, and that happens in high school as well you know some kids in high school don't you know they might they might not be that great all the way in their you know in their junior year and then it's like um, something happens overnight. They become a senior, and then they 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 just get a thousand times better. I've seen that happen as well. Yeah, I had a uh, a show with Donnie Abraham, a former teammate of mine with the Buccaneers, played nine years, and and 
he actually got a felt he could play he could have played another few years because of his mental acuity your IQ as a DB as a football player increases with your experience and you become better and I think if you come in as a freshman in college if you can develop your IQ you can you might be able to play as a as a freshman or a sophomore but play at a junior level play as a junior but play as a senior level because your IQ is that much much more um, acute when you you know you've been around the game you've been coached by good coaches you've you've spent more time on the field and, and in the uh, film room than you would have in, in high school right definitely well and, and you know and, and, and you're you're less apt to, to make those big mistakes there, uh, you know you you can see the game a lot a lot better you know what I mean what, what I mean is the game slows down and when it slows down and you understand the things that that can beat you just like a quarterback you know, you look at, at Peyton Manning and, and, and you went against Peyton Manning. You know, you line up, he's seen every defense. So he already knows before he hikes the ball, he, his pre-read, he knows where he's going to go. Yeah. And and it's the same way when you see an offense and they line up a certain way and, you you know, you, you understand here's the three things that they're going to, that they can do that, that beat me in this, in this offense. So I can, I can take chances at, at certain times. I can, you know, I can make a mistake and know I'm still going to be all right. Um, just, just from that, and and in your angles, like you say, when you get older, yeah, you might get a step slower, but your angles are are, are sharper, so you don't need as many steps to get where you need to be. Yep. So you went on from the U of A. You, like me, you went undrafted, but you went to the Giants and 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 played there. Tell me about your experience yep. in the National Football League. You know. Um, Oh goodness! Um, well, here, here, here's a couple. You know, first let's say when I when I left, I, I made when I left U of A, I made one major mistake. Uh, Coach Pat Hill, I know you remember Coach Hill. Yeah. Um, he called me and 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 gave me a free agent. Wanted to give me a free agent tryout with Cleveland Browns, which I should have took. Um, and that's the Cleveland Browns that are now the Baltimore Ravens. That that team. Um, and they didn't have any safeties. But I didn't know the business of, 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 of NFL football. And I went to Kansas City. Kansas City drafted a, a, a safety in the first round, second round, and seventh round. <laughs> and I still went there to be a free agent. <laughs> and, uh, and they had two guys, are, you know, and they, had, uh, and they were coming off a 13 and three year with mm-hmm. Joe Montana and everybody else. So um, while I, had, I, I got a lot of experience going to Kansas City as far as just, um, you know, kind of, if you want to call that a register year, like I learned a lot. You know, we didn't run a lot of cover four um, here at U of A. We, we were man and some cover three. We didn't, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't run a lot of two safety high and, and those kind of things. Yeah. So I was able to, in Kansas City, they moved me around. I was playing corner. You know, I played summer uh, safety all summer. Then we come into training camp and they moved me to corner. And then halfway through training camp, they moved back to safety. And I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I, I think in training camp, I did a thing where I, I ended every practice. That's both two days. Every practice, I, I would end with like two or three interceptions. It's like great. Um, but you know, they cut about they cut four people they drafted that year. They just didn't have enough guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they, there there wasn't any any room for me. You know, which I, I found out. Like I said, you got to know the business. When, yeah. when when we sit when we're sitting down in the in the the first team meeting. 
and Carl Peterson comes and he says, I want to thank every, everybody for, you know, working with your contract this year and da 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 from our 50, he's like from our 53 man roster from last year, we re-signed 47 people. <laughs> so <laughs> good luck. You look around the room and you're like, Hey, wait a minute. 40, 53, 47. Hey, you just start counting. Like, where are you going? Who, who you, they don't have any room for you. Yeah. Um, and I had a good, and, and like I said, I had a good, uh, I had a good camp. I had a great camp. I didn't get a chance to get any games, but I had a good camp. And the other problem that, it, it, I, look, my locker is next to Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm from San Diego. Marcus Allen's like a, he's, he's one of our football gods. Yeah, he is. And, and now he's playing in 83. And keep in mind, what'd you say? I, I, I came out of high school in 91. So, you know, he's playing in, 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 in Super Bowls in 83. So all these guys around me are, I mean, they're just old. You know, one of the corners, James, uh, James, uh, Hasty. James mm-hmm. played with our, with coach Johnny Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> he, the Jets. Don't know. yeah, he did. Yeah. He played, he, right. He, you know, Johnny Lynn coached you and I in, in, you know, at U of A. And this guy who I'm playing with now played with our coach. He's like, wait a minute. Hold up. You know, Mark Collins was a safety. He played for the Giants. Giants. He played, he started for the Giants in 85. The, the, you know, it's like, Bowl, wait a yeah. minute. I was only, I was only like, what? Uh, I was only 12. <laughs> you know I mean, now I'm playing. Now these guys are all in the same locker room as me. Uh, Rich, uh, it was Rich Gannon was a backup. Think to yourself, three years later, Rich Gannon was the MVP yeah, of the league. Yep. Rich Gannon was a backup. <laughs> he was a backup that year. So, it, it just it made things a little bit different. Um, and then when I got the call to New York and I went to New York, everybody not not everybody, but the majority of that team were right around our age. You know, we had played against Jesse Armstead, um, and and you know, and, and mm-hmm. Jason Seahorn. Yeah. Uh, you know, Felipe Sparks was only about four years older than me or so, five years, you know, give or take, because he he graduated that ninety one year. You know, all these guys, uh, Danny Cannell, uh, Kent Graham, like everybody from, from, from offense and defense, like we're all around the same age. So it felt different. It felt, um, like I belonged. And, and then I had a, I had a, I had a good camp, better, I had a better one in Kansas City, but I got more opportunities in New York. And, and, and then once I became, you know, came part of it, it just, you know, I love the coaching staff. I love Coach Fossil. Coach Fox was a straight shooter, our defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Coach Coach Lynn, Coach McDuff was there. Um, that's how I was able to get more. You know, it gave me a chance to get more opportunities on on during during preseason. So, you know, I got a chance to get get on a kickoff. I got a chance to get on a punt. And and really, if you got those opportunities, nobody's saying that 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 things happen for you, but things happen for me. You know, I I think uh, I had a kickoff. I had two or three good um, blocks on, on when I was on kick return. I caused uh, a fumble on, on, on uh, in, in preseason. And then the last preseason game, what really sealed it is uh, we played, we played um, uh, Green Bay. And uh, that was right after they won the Super Bowl. So Green Bay, they tried to run a, a, a wheel route on me. Mm-hmm. And I picked off uh, Brett Favre. <laughs> so that kind of sealed the deal. You know, you get an interception on Brett Favre in preseason. So, um, I mean, I had a great, great time in in New York. It was it was fabulous. Um, it, it it was it, it was crazy that in two thousand, I mean, in ninety nine, um, I got 
taken from there to go to the expansion Cleveland Browns. Um, and then I ended up still back in, I didn't make Cleveland and I ended up back in New York uh, for the last eight weeks, and which was great, by the way. Let me tell you, that was great. Yeah, the, There's nothing, Tony, there's nothing like going in the expansion draft, not making that team, and then getting picked up by, you know, whether it's your former team or any other team. Because here's the deal. Whenever you get in the expansion draft, they've only had like, you know, a few, but if, if they don't cut you by June, if they if they if they picked you up in uh, if they took you from a team, if they don't cut you by June, they have to pay your entire salary for the year. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so when I got to New York, New York's paying me my salary as well, so I ain't double salary. <laughs> <laughs> double dipping. Double dipping. Double in the dipping. NFL, that's fantastic, man. So yes, so you. Your career ends. What end up? What ended up thinking, making you think about? You know what? I think I want to go into coaching, because I, you know, you and I know that being around the NFL, being around college football, these college and the NFL, especially the NFL, you, you live in the in the training room, in the in the film room. You live there. Right. I mean, right. you know, it's a it's a whole another beast in itself. What made you think? You know what? I want to be a coach at any particular level. Um, you know, initially, uh, well, I felt like here's what I really felt that I have to I had to give back to the game of football. You know, that that was kind of like my number one thing. It's like, you know, I don't know if I want to coach that, but I I want to give back to this game because the game of football, man, saved me, saved my life, and um, and it introduced me to so many great people. You know, not just other football players who are now businessmen and, and, and leaders in their community. But, but, but also when you talk about our training staff, also when you talk about the people in administration, also you talk about the, the, the media people that you deal with and everything else and, and, and normal fans in everyday life. Like it, it gave me a lot. It let me, allow me to travel. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I traveled to, you know, I was a young, small little kid from San Diego, Southeast San Diego. Um, which is, you know, gang central. And I was able to go, you know, from all the places in, in when I was out, while I was in New York and Kansas City, but to Montreal, to Amsterdam, to, you know, to Berlin to see, you know, see the Great Wall. I mean, see the, you know, see the wall that was taken down. I mean, I, I've been blessed as far as through football. So I wanted to give back. And, and then I, I sat with Coach Tommy when he was at uh, San Jose State. And, and I, we had, we had dinner and I just asked him and he said, you know, he thought it'd be a, a fantastic idea. I love being in film, you know, I love, and, and, and you can agree with me on, on this part. There's almost nothing that gives you that com- competitiveness that you're going to find from, from the NFL. No. Like there's, it, 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 you know, it's, a, it's, in, it's intoxicating. It's almost a drug. That competition every single day. Um, that you got in the NFL, like I'm a competitor, and and this, while I'm, you know, I can't run and jump and do all that stuff anymore. It 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 allows you to compete with your mind a little bit more, and that's what and and so, you know, it it it, it encompassed all those things, and then you know, and and I've been blessed to you know be that kind of, you know, that guy for these young 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 people because not everybody's gonna go college, not everybody. Um, and you know, already know, no, everybody's going to go to NFL. But what you get is opportunity to do is try to help 
guide people to be better citizens. Yeah. And that's the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Tommy was, was, was awesome at that uh, coaching, not just coaching football players, but coaching boys into becoming men. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we miss him dearly. Absolutely. Every day, every day. So now, you, so tell me about your stint at Pueblo high school, because Pueblo high school was not, known to be a, a football powerhouse or even a playoff caliber type high school team when, before you got there, but you did some pretty good things there. Tell us about what happened there. Um, you know, we, we got our opportunity and, 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 um, you know, we took on the challenge. I think, you know, before I got there six years, I was going on seven years before I got there, here's a little thing. They had great teams back in the sixties and maybe the seventies, they were all right. Um, it, but then, from the nineties on, uh, been losing seasons. They had, they had one winning season from, uh, from the nineties all the way till, um, before I got there in 2014. So, um, or might've been more, but they hadn't, they hadn't been to the state playoffs since, uh, in 25 years. And they hadn't been to, and they hadn't had a winning season in 15 years. And, um, so it was one of those things where, you know, you want to take again, the challenge, you love to compete. And, and, um, we, we, when I got there, you know, when I, be, when I decided I was going to become a head coach and they offered it to me, um, I'm like anybody, Hey, I'm going to win a million games, right? We're going to go in, we're going to win a million games. <laughs> yeah. And you, that's what you think. And, and I found out just, you know, before we even took the field, um, after my first meeting and seeing the school and seeing the, the kids. And then I realized like, look, man, it, it's not about football. Which you know you would think I would already know, but but it's not. It's it's. I realized, man, a lot of these kids come from you know they're they're eighty eighty eight percent free and reduced lunch, a lot of uh, single parent homes, um, you know, low income, and you know you have gangs, you have some drugs, even though the drugs aren't in the school, but you still have that around the area, um, kind of like how I grew up um, up until I got to Helix. And so, you know, I was like, look, it, it, it's, it's not about football, man. It's about, the, it's about these kids. It's about we got to teach them how to be better citizens outside of the walls. We got to give them the tools that they can use outside of school. And if we make these kids better citizens, I guarantee you we'll make them. They'll, they'll be better football players. I, you know, I, I, like you just said, I study a lot. You know how much I study football. I mm-hmm. study. We'll be prepared. We'll have game plans. We'll compete because that's just those, – those are the easy things. The hard things are making sure that, you know, um, we can feed them when they can't get fed, um, give them the, the moral um, compass so that when they're out of, out, of, out of the school that they're making the right decisions, not following the wrong crowds, and then making sure that they're academically doing what they're supposed to do, not just being academically eligible. Because it's yeah. a different era now. They, you know, they, you, now if you have an F, you can't play. You know, my my era, or at least in San Diego, is you know you, you had to have over a two point GPA. Well, you know they'll they'll have all D's and still be able to play. You know, you can have five D's in a pass and you're able to play. That you know, and, and that's that's okay, but that's not helping you graduate. And so, it's, all right, well, what do you want to do when you graduate? Um. And, and then you have to help them help them do that way. So once we start doing that, it kind of it kind of just started rolling. We had some good players, and we just started winning, man. And in in six years, we didn't have a losing season, not in football. And you know, we had two eight win seasons. 
Um, you know, we lost to a, a state runner-up in one playoff. We went to three three uh, play uh, three playoffs for a state playoffs. We lost to one runner-up who were very good. You know, I mean, they had B. John Robinson, who's at Texas now, and Lathan, um, Lathan who's at Ohio State now. And, and then we lost to the, the 4A state conference uh, champ last year, Mesquite. We only lost to them by 15 points. And, I mean, and their quarterback's going to Oregon. You know, we had no D D one kids out there playing and and you know, we gave them hell. What can I say, man? It was good it was good by them. And a lot of those kids, especially seniors last year, you know, um, they had some D two offers, but they had they had they had here's what they had. They had more options to go to university free. Mm-hmm. Then they had athletic scholarships. They had more university scholarships and, and I mean that's the name of the game. You tell me, man, hey, look, I can go to U of A ASU or, or wherever, and I don't have to pay a dime because I, I have high GPAs and everything. Else. Like, come on, man, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. I, you'll take that. You'll take. I'll take that for my kids. My son is a, I you know he wants to go to MPI out in Massachusetts, and I'm like, me MIT is like no MPI. It's an engineering school. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. We got to figure this out now because that's <laughs> you know I, I couldn't have got it. I, you know I wasn't. I, I had a high GPA, but I wasn't. I wasn't like that, you know what I mean. So, matter yeah. of fact, you know, I, I don't know if you you did you, you how how are you in high school? I know you're interviewing me. I'm actually how are you? <laughs> you're interviewing the interviewer. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was I was pretty good high school student. I mean, I you know I'm not a a brainiac per se, but I had a pretty decent GPA. Uh, so, so, so you, w- do you think you'd have been able to get into Stanford? No, I would not have been able to get to Stanford. No, but I, I, right. I, I could have gotten in some decent schools, but nothing, no, no high, super high level schools. No, actually, I, I was the, the only school. The only school is a side note that I was actually applied to as a regular student was Michigan, and I got in. Nice. See, yeah. Here, here, here's my here's my funny thing on on Stanford, right? So, um, uh, remember back back when we were your probably your your red shirt year denny green was still the coach yep right yes at stanford so denny green was the coach he came down to san diego and 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 um and he was at my buddy's house and he gets on the phone and my buddy puts him on the phone I'm like hey coach green how's it going he's like hey brandon how you doing man uh uh you know i haven't got by the school and i just saw saw your friend gary i'm i'm recruiting him as well um, how's your how's your grades? Oh, my grades are good. I'm three point five GPA. Oh, that sounds great. I'm gonna go by and pick up your uh, you know, pick up your transcripts, and we'll be talking to you and everything else. I said that sounds great, coach. Hung that phone up. Hey, man, look, I'm still I'm still waiting here from Denny Green, man. <laughs> he didn't call me yeah. back. Yeah, he's he's Stanford's only calling a few people, man. That you gotta have some brains getting that sucker. Hey, he didn't call me back, man. So anytime I try, anytime we play Stanford, even though it's Coach Bill Walsh. Try to kill those guys, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to take it to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's uh let's let's get into you know where you're at now. You're you left Pueblo High School. Um you're looking for another opportunity to get into coaching. What where are you at now and, and what's your your expectations in going into maybe this this coming season or maybe the, the next season and becoming getting back into the uh, a um, you know, honestly, I think you know. I mean, look, God looks out for you. I tell you what, because who would have thought the world would have been what it's been in 2020? 
I'm actually I'm happy I'm not coaching right now because uh, it's crazy down here in Tucson as far as not knowing if you're going to be able to play or not. Um, I got an opportunity to, to, to coach for the indoor football team, uh, indoor football league down here, the Tucson Sugar Skulls. This would be, well, we would have been their second year. Um, and, um, man, they have a great coach. The coach, Dixie Wooten, is, uh, he's from Houston. Fantastic guy. And everything they do is first class. Now, our season got cut back in March. Um, so it's kind of a stipend thing. Um, and it's, you know, you want to say year to year, but they, you know, me and Coach Dixie are very good. They're bringing me back, and that starts in February. Um, if the right high school job down here opens, and they, they you know, and they talk to me, you know, we, I'll have to take a look at it. I'm not saying, oh, yes, I'm just absolutely going. Um, but it has to be the right, you know, right thing. There, there's, there's certain standards. I think when you, when you become a head coach, you know, when I got to be the head coach at, at Pueblo, our district, TUSD, there was a lot of a lot of negative things. People, uh, a lot of my mentors down here would say, "Hey, you know that you're gonna have trouble with this. You're gonna have trouble with that. Trouble with money. Trouble with just everything." And um, and and they, you know what? They're almost 100 percent right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But once you learn those things, then you know what you won't stand for when you get your next job. Like it's one thing to know what you want; it's another thing to know what your what your standards are. So when you when you understand that, it it makes going to a different job a little bit better. I needed to take a break because um, I tell you what, when I stepped down from the the, the AD job, a few of my um, that was not last year but the year before last, a lot of my my uh, parents they came to me. It was like two months after I stepped down from being an AD. And a lot of the parents came in. They're like, "Brandon, you look, you look, you look a lot better." Like, I was like, "Man, that job must have been draining me." <laughs> I was looking, I must have been looking horrible. <laughs> you look beat down. I was running around doing everything, man. I was getting beat down. So, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, it, I get a chance to now to like I've been doing. I get a chance to go to some games. Um, you know, sometimes they'll give me passes and I can be on the field and I can see other people, what, what they like to do. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good with the, uh, the Scottsdale Saguaro, um, coaching staff. And, um, I talked to Centennial's coach, uh, one of their coaches yesterday and, you know, I'm good with those staff. So if I want to, I can go up to Phoenix and kind of watch them, um, and see what they like to do and, and kind of, you know, tailor make myself a better coach that's the that's the biggest thing i've done a lot of um you know i've done a lot of uh different clinics and stuff like that so um you know see where i've made my mistakes and try to get better but now you know if something comes up i know how i want to run a program a little bit more i think once you run it it makes it a little easier yeah learn learn from every experience oh yeah definitely i mean bro it it I've, I've learned a lot and I, I, and I have a little, I have a lot more respect in the state now. Um, not just from being a, a, a football coach, but, but also the job I did as an AD. So it, it, it makes it a lot better, man. I'm, 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 I'm super excited for my next opportunity. I'm super excited for my, my indoor football opportunity because we had a good team this past year. So I talk a lot of trash to the, uh, the, the Arizona Rattlers coach because he's also, he's also our, our uh, part owner as well of our team so i talk a lot of trash to him um and he's a great guy and uh 
and 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 then I'm also learning. Uh, you know, I get an opportunity. How many times you get a chance at what am I now? Forty-seven to say, man, I'm still learning some more. You're always going to be learning, but but to learn some more techniques as a DB, learn some more techniques as a as a you know to help fine tune the things that you you already are accustomed to is great. Yeah, yeah. So I I usually uh in the show with asking all of our guests to give me a memorable moment uh, or a funny moment in in any level of your career, whether it's high school, college, or the NFL. Or, or maybe you want to give me a, a memorable moment, a, a, maybe a U of A football game that you remember the most. Oh, goodness. That's rough, man. You know, my head, man, I, I, yeah, forgot, I, I probably yeah. forgot more than a, I remember. A little bit of CTE yeah. going on there. <laughs> you know it, man. Waiting for my check. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Because I want to make sure I keep them PC. So, let me. I got to really think. If it was just me and you talking, I got like a thousand. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I think... Um, Gosh, one of my one of my I don't know one of my most memorable moments is uh you know it's it's not so much a moment just more of a feeling more of that feeling of 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 when we when we you know when I I think of the week when we were preparing for uh, Washington when they were number one mm-hmm. and you know. I'm remembering how 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 like focused and like I, I you know I don't know I I didn't feel like we were gonna lose that game at all you know I thought we knew everything that they were gonna do like it was the back of our hand you know from I can still remember the call like if they go empty we call Husky and we bring in everybody yeah you know what I mean <laughs> good memory good memory <laughs> I mean. I, you know, and 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 that just that great feeling, like walking out with you guys, because um, I was I was still a little nervous. You know, I, you know, I, when we walked out on that field to do our warm ups, you know, remember we used to take our lap, take our lap, and run right by the DBs our and wide receivers. Yeah, and and look, man, they had some big guys. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that, they team, did. that team was huge. Yeah, they those did. guys are huge. I'm like. Okay, man, that fullback, that man, they got three fullbacks that look like they're two sixty. Okay, um, and but no matter all that fear and just looking at you and Demo and Keisha and you guys are like so laser focused. I didn't want to let you guys down. Like I don't want to let these guys down. I, whatever fear I might have, you guys, you guys, like your laser focus, like just just subside. It, it just squashed it. It, it flushed it. There was no way I could fear anything standing with you guys. And I was like, man, this is this is one of the best feelings in the world. And when the crowd came on that field at the end and we're celebrating, man, that, that was, I, you know, that feeling. I don't know if we've had that feeling. The Fiesta Bowl was great, but but that, them tearing down the, the goalposts and everything else, standing room only, I mean, that was fantastic, bro. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember the meetings the night before, and there are some times in my career, and you can attest to this as well. Whether it's college or the NFL, and you're in a meeting room the you know the nights before the game, um, in the hotel, there's a there was a sense that evening that night before that man it, it was we were 
in for a battle. We we were gonna take these kids down. And yeah. it was a day game, national television. It was it was a big deal. And I, every single one of us I felt like we were all laser focused and there was no there was no give or take. We we were gonna take every inch of that field, every moment. And from, from the first play, it was on. Yeah. I remember it was yep. from the first play. Locked in. Yeah. Hey, super excited. Crowd. I just, I, you know, it, it, we were locked in, bro. We were locked in. It was, I mean, I, I, I remember us coming off the field. We telling the coach what we're doing, what's going on. And they did. Everybody has, hey, he did this to me. Hey, he did that. Okay, yeah. And it was, just, you know, like, you know, that it was, it was just a fantastic, not just a moment. Like I said, it was, it was the whole thing from the week going up and, and, Everybody just hitting their checks. Everybody understanding what 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 this person and that person can do. And I got a lot of friends from that team. You know, um, uh, who was that? Remember Jason Shelley? Yeah, Shelley. He played in the XFL. Yep, yeah. he played in the XFL with the late uh, the, the the LA team. Um, Mark Brunel, of course. Uh, I can't think of the dang tight end. Um, just for the life of me, is Bruner. And then Bruner. yeah, Bruner. Yeah, I saw Bruner uh, uh, in the NFL, and we started. We were talking about that thing, laughing during during the game one time. We were laughing about about it. Um, you know, of course, I'm uh, 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 Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah, is, he's from San Diego. You know, he, he's a San Diego guy, and and uh, I've known him since I was in high school, and, and he and I would talk about it a little bit. And so, I mean, you know, and Lincoln's big. He's a huge dude. He's still big, like, he's, bro. He's they a big get. Guy. They should give him the ball on the one yard line. <laughs> like, come on, man! <laughs> like, people ought to understand. Lincoln is like what six, 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 seven, like three hundred. Yeah. In high school, he's probably like three, three oh five, three ten, and they're giving him the ball. <laughs> it's like, who's gonna step in front of that guy? So, yeah. So we had it. Um, nah. That, so that's that. Was, that was my memorable moment. It's, it's it's that just that feeling, man. You know, it. You and you get that. And again, you know, at this high school, you know, working with Pueblo and low income, we've had we had a couple of good moments where we beat some people that, you know, traditionally have, you know, they got more money, you know, they they have better uniform, they have, and when we beat them, when we get those wins, I mean, it's you know, that it, it's kind of almost that feeling, not not quite, but it's kind of that, you know, you get that kind of you get that kind of energy. That's what I love about coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean for sure, but I want to I want to be on the other end when I have the money and I have the uniforms and kids, and then playing some other people. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Brandon, and I wish you the best of luck and uh, in getting your next gig, going to your next high school, whether it's a, a coaching job or a coaching head coaching and an AD job. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. You're always going to be thank a, you, man. A I, of mine I and, appreciate it. And we're always going to be. Well, uh, Wildcat Brothers to the end. Absolutely. And here's what I say. And one other thing, off off topic and everything else, but I want to make sure I say it because I've been saying it and everything else. Make sure, make sure you guys, everyone, get out there and vote. I'm not, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. Just get out there and exercise your voice. That's Absolutely. the biggest thing, man. Absolutely. Huge, huge. Yep. Later, All right. man. All right, B. Like you said, get out there and vote, everybody. Like we always see, everybody's looking for a miracle. So, might as well be you that delivers it. Be a miracle. Might as well be you. And go, band.